Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Healthier Podcast. I'm Sean. And I am Sona. And we are here to give you the most amount of value so you guys can live happier and healthier lives. And if you're a yoga instructor, a personal trainer, or a nutritionist, or if you're someone looking for one of these fitness professionals, definitely head on over to www.healthier.org. All right. So today we are going to be interviewing and just having a conversation with Crystal Wiley. She held the record in pole vaulting for the highest pole vault in her high school and her college. She has a bachelor's in environmental science. Um, Her fencing team in high school was undefeated. She is the head of business development for IT in demand. She's also a real estate agent for Cardinal Realty. And she is a podcaster for Nova Femme. And she is also my fiance. So welcome, Miss Crystal Wiley. Thank you. Soon to be Crystal Braves, which is very exciting. Yes. <laughs> so great to be here. I'm really excited. I, you know, I have been following you guys and I'm so proud of what you guys are doing. It's really impressive. Thanks, honey. Thank you. I appreciate it. Well, uh, we definitely want to talk to you about your your journey. Obviously, I know a lot of it, but definitely want to hear some details. We can start off with pole vaulting, um, like your experience there, some of the workouts that you had to do to be able to do what you did, you know, to hold the record in both high school and college is impressive. So, you know, Talk to us about that a little bit and what you had to do to get to that that level. Sure. Um, so I guess I'll start with the reason I wanted to try pole vaulting because it's a very obscure sport to begin with. Um, I you know, wanted to do a sport every season um, throughout high school. So I picked track and field and uh, my dad was a big influence in my life. And he actually pole vaulted when he was in high school. So I just thought that was the coolest thing ever. And I never knew anybody else who ever did it. So I really wanted to give it a try. Um, And I really like the idea of it. Uh, It's one of those events that, you know, you're on the track team, but pole vaulting is very much um, a solo event in the sense that uh, a lot of it's mental you know, you're running towards a metal box and you're trying to fling yourself, you know, 10, 11, 12 feet in the air on a fiberglass pole. There's a lot of mental obstacles that you can run into um, when you're first trying to learn that sport. So I really liked that aspect of it, the the mental challenge and um, I guess the growth that comes with it as you're learning to trust yourself, trust your body. It was a really cool experience. Um, I also put in a lot of extra time too. You know, we would practice every day after school um, in high school. And then on the weekends, uh, there was a, he's a really famous coach on Long Island. Uh, His name is Jim Henderson. If he ever gets a chance to uh, listen to this, I thank him for all of his help and patience for really 
mentoring me um, because believe it or not, my high school coach actually had never taught pole vaulting before. So in the early stages, we were learning how to pole vault from YouTube videos, which was really messy, I'll say. <laughs> so uh, Jim actually approached me one day at one of our meets because I think he saw how much I wanted to excel in the sport and how dedicated I was. So he approached me and he offered to you know, work with me on the side at his private facility. Uh, for any other pole vaulters on Long Island, you know what I'm talking about. It's the warehouse. Um, it's actually really funny. My boss that I'm working for now, he actually pole vaulted uh, with Jim Henderson as his coach as well, which is crazy, small world, but you know, we're on an island. <laughs> so it makes sense. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, but yeah, it was a really cool experience. Um, some of the workouts that we did, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's, I kind of laugh because the rest of the track and field team, you know, they had to run like 10, 12, 15 miles at practice. And like the pole vaulters kind of got it easy, I think, because you're really only sprinting maybe 20 steps until you actually jump. So we didn't have to do a lot of long distance running. It was more um, sprint work and we did a lot of lifting in the weight room as well. A lot of core strength to try to lift your body up over the bar. Um, the coolest thing that we did do uh, in high school and in college was we were actually able to take our poles into the pool and we would practice our swing up. Like the whole point of pole vaulting is uh, you have to jump up with your momentum from your run. And that's what allows the pole to bend and sort of lift you into the air. But during that lift, it's really important uh, for you to be in control of your body and your core because you need to be able to lift your, your toes and the rest of your body pretty much above your head. So that was a really cool exercise we would do in the pool because of the resistance from the water. That was probably one of the most memorable workouts that we did. Whoa, that's so cool. Because like you have to get almost upside down Yes, completely right? inverted. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> this is making me want to pull. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's so much fun. I would recommend it to anybody. <laughs> it's probably That's... one of the closest activities you can get to flying other than skydiving. <laughs> it's very cool. Very cool. I love it. So did you have anything um, to add or ask on that point before we move on? Uh, no, it, it's, it does sound like a really fun time. So I hope you did enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. I did. I, I would have continued doing it through college, but um, I actually did get a really bad ankle sprain and that pretty much ended my career in college. Oh, so it was no. a little bittersweet, but you know, things happen, injuries happen. Did, did you move on to another sport or was that kind of the end of like all sports and then 
You know, at least for my time in college, because um, I really did try to get back into it. I didn't want to, I didn't want to quit the team or anything like that. Um, and I was working with the school trainers and everything. Uh, it was a bad enough sprain though. Like I had to wear like an air boot for a while. I had, I had crutches. And then once I got cleared from that, you know, I would try to go to practice and they would wrap me up and with tape and everything like that. But I think it was just too soon. I tried to go back. So I kept re-spraining it and it would just blow up like a balloon after any practice that I tried to do, whether it was running, lifting, vaulting, anything like that. So it just got to a point where I, I knew I just had to sit it out just to let it heal. And then however long that took, then I would, uh, you know, reevaluate my situation, but it took a long time for me to recover. I'd say it took a full year before it stopped like uh, getting those flare ups. Wow. Must be a challenging time. Yeah. It's, it was, it was frustrating more than anything because it would feel better you know, like it, like two weeks would pass. Um, I would be feeling good. I'd be walking on everything, but as soon as I tried to push it in any way, it just, it pushed me right back. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's a good reminder to take a break. And whenever you're feeling, I guess, kind of overloaded with either when you're exercising or doing some kind of, you know, training for sports, I guess that's a good point to keep in mind. Mm-hmm. For yeah, it's listening. hard it's hard when you want to do it though it's, it's <laughs> a hard thing to force yourself to rest yeah it's it's crazy though because when when we met um like a little bit uh like right after we met we you know you did taekwondo which i forgot to add in there your first year of being trained in taekwondo um at college you went to a competition and out of all the colleges for your belt, for your category of a white belt, um, you got bronze medal also in sparring, which was pretty impressive as well. So definitely an awesome bounce back, I would say. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a really fun experience. I'm glad I got to try that out with you. Um, I, I loved, I love sports. I love competition. Um, Sean knows that I am slightly competitive in most things. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, moving on actually to fencing, because I know you had a lot of time in that. Um, talk to us a little bit about that, your experience, what, um, you know, you have to do physically to be able to be good at fencing, what, you know, workouts, if anything. Yeah, so fencing was definitely a totally different ball game. That was, I'd say, a lot more technical. Um, there's a lot of rules and a lot of techniques um, in fencing. There's a lot more strategy. Um, Again, also a very challenging sport mentally, though. Um, If you let your 
opponent get into your mind at all, or if you get frustrated with yourself, that's, you know, the biggest hindrance for you while you're fencing. Um, I really enjoyed fencing. I was a sabrist. So that's, uh, there are three different weapons. You have uh, epee, foil, and saber. Uh, saber is probably the most like sword fighting. <laughs> if you've ever watched the Olympics, that's the really fast one. So that's probably the most, one of the more entertaining ones to watch as well. Um, for that sport, we did, I mean, a lot of sprint work. Also the, you know, the strip that you actually are fencing on. It's only about, I don't know, maybe 20 feet long. So you really don't have that much room to work with. And there are uh, boundaries too. Like you can't overstep your bounds. Otherwise you have to start that round over. So again, it wasn't a lot of long distances. Um, we didn't really do as much weight training for that one, but we did a lot of I guess core strength, um, I guess just biometric exercises, you know, just using your body as weight and then a lot of technical stuff. There was a lot of technique uh, for that sport as well. We did a lot of after school, like after hours, we went to a fencing club and we would spend hours there just, you know, practicing our skills so that it became muscle memory. That was really important. Uh, we focused a lot on the basics of fencing. I think that's what really set us apart from the other teams um, is that we practiced the basics every single day before we even went into sparring with each other. We would go over all of the basics because once that becomes muscle memory, that's when you can focus on the strategy of the match and that's what I think sets you in that different category that next category from your opponent um so that was a really fun sport that I enjoyed and I actually taught fencing for a year up in college as well that was really nice oh that's so cool yeah I uh speaking about the basics like a lot of people think uh, what's the one technique that you got to master or what's that one thing, but like, it's crazy here this time and time again, it's like mastering the basics mm -hmm. and just repeating that. And a lot of really accomplished people just master the basics, like you said, and obviously the team was undefeated. So it like just proves that point. So it's a really good point. Um, that's awesome. Uh, Sona, did you have a, uh, do you have anything to add? I just want to reiterate to what you said, starting from the basics. And I had a question for Crystal, actually. I know you mentioned body weight exercises. Uh, could you give some examples and, and your favorite one that you used to do for fencing? Oh, gosh. Um, there definitely was not a favorite. <laughs> when we did these workouts, it was very difficult because we would be doing, uh, you know, the body weight exercises mixed with uh, suicide sprints for uh, two to three hours straight. So there definitely wasn't a favorite exercise, but uh, a few that stood out as the most challenging slash most fun, I guess, would be wall sits. Um, <laughs> we would have, you know, half the team on one side. We'd actually practice in the cafeteria. 
Um, we would move all the, you know, the tables and everything. And then we would run the entire length of the cafeteria back and forth. And then we had, it was almost like a competition. So we had wall sit competition. So you would just wall sit for as long as you physically could. Um, and you got a reward. I think you got to skip the next round of sprints if you won, like if your side won. And then that was always fun, but painful. <laughs> and then uh, we did a lot of, it's so simple, but it hurts so much. You know, the little just arm circles, you know, raising your arms, little circles forward, little circles back, yeah. big circles forward, big circles back. But once you get on to your sixth or seventh minute of doing that straight, it starts to hurt. <laughs> so yeah. those were probably the most memorable ones. And, you know, we would do abs and planks and stuff like that. Um, we also did a few games with it, too. Uh, they're sort of like exercises to help you with, again, those basics of fencing. We would do little games. Um, trying to think of how to explain one um oh we would do like simon says but with fencing forms so you we would have a leader in the front and they would do footwork you know a certain sequence of advances retreats anything like that half steps and you have to follow the sequence so if you messed up the sequence or if they were able to fake you out then you know you were out of the game so that was a, like a fun way to, for us to practice. That's cool. Oh, that's fun. I like that. Cool. All right. So, uh, Sona, did you have any um, uh, questions for Crystal? Um, or I, I, I have a couple. Up to you. No, you could go ahead. You could go right in. That's okay. Sure. So, um, growing up, uh, your dad was... Uh, a Navy SEAL, of course, and I know there was, you know, your parents were split, so part of healthier, obviously, is we want to work on our mental strength, so if you want to go into some of the things that either he taught you that helped you in life, um, and some of the things that you kind of did mentally to get through um, some of the, you know, hard times, um, if there were any really, you know, I'm sure there were. Um, so yeah, if you want to go into that, I, I, even you can even go into when you were injured is, you know, what you kind of told yourself as well. So I'll uh, leave it up to you, Crystal, to um, touch on the mental side of things. Yeah, that's a really good point to bring up. And, um, you know, like I mentioned, both fencing and pole vaulting, um, uh, really any sport or activity, there is a lot of mental work that goes into anything that you're doing with your body. Um, and I think going into sports, uh, my dad always had an amazing work ethic and that's something I really admire about him. Um, so he always pushed me to do sports, to have a good work ethic to always be, you know, I always have a summer job and stuff like that. Um, and then my mom also really, really amazing, uh, inspirational woman. She has done like her own amazing things. You know, my dad's a Navy SEAL and my mom is an EMT lieutenant. 
dog trainers. So they're both just really, I'm, I feel very blessed. Um, and even though it was a, you know, split household while I was growing up, being able to have such motivating uh, parent, parent figures on both sides, I feel like really helped me with my self-esteem. And then once I, you know, finally did feel settled in sports, it really boosted my confidence so much just because when you put your mind to something and it, and it is difficult at first, or you're not sure how to do it, you know, you might feel even awkward or silly trying these weird sports but it's once you get that first success, that first little win, it's very addictive and it makes you feel good and it, it just boosts your confidence so much. Um, so I, I really, I would say that a lot of my success today has to do with being a, an athlete when I was younger. Uh, a lot of those leadership skills and communication skills and team building skills really transferred through into my adulthood now. I love it. I love it. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, yeah, not to obviously take away from your, your mom, of course, she's amazing. Um, her discipline, her work ethic, it, it just kind of comes through to you as well. Um, so, uh, Sono, before I continue, do you have anything, man? Uh, yeah, I, I guess this is kind of unrelated or also kind of related. I wanted to ask you, who were your role models growing up? And I know you just mentioned your amazing dad and mom. Mm -hmm. So any, anybody else who was a significant role model? Uh, that's a really good question. Um, they were definitely my top two. <laughs> um, I don't know if I necessarily had role models when I was younger. Like I never really, uh, you know, I was really into sports and everything like that, but I never actually like followed them. Like I never had like a favorite team or a favorite player on any sports like that, but I did have a few teachers as I was growing up that they, they weren't necessarily a role model, but they were just really supportive and really a positive influence in my life, I would say, in the sense that they gave me emotional support and encouragement, even if it wasn't in athletics, just in life. So those are probably the people that I would, uh, give credit to no absolutely that answers my question definitely anybody who helps you progress in your life is can be seen as a role model thank you for yeah, sharing that. yeah <laughs> sean did you have uh, another question but i do so if you want to okay cool so go for it um i know crystal you mentioned before a lot of the sports you have tried out aren't very popular, I guess. And even if they might be, you know, chosen by people, they're not very, I guess, um, you know, there's not a lot of girls who pick fencing, for example, or it can be seen picking pole vaulting. So anybody who is trying out for these sports or is 
looking for an alternative to those, you know, more traditional sports, what would you say to them as a beginner? Sure. Um, so, I mean, I'm a big believer in equality in pretty much any aspect of life. So even if it's quote unquote, you know, oh, that's a boy's sport. I never agreed with that in my entire life. I always thought that that was kind of silly. So I never really let that bother me. And I don't think other people, I know it's difficult, especially when you're younger. Uh, it's easy for me to say now, like, oh, what other people think of you shouldn't matter. But I remember being a little self-conscious in middle school and high school, even on my sports teams. Um, but my, my advice would be that if you love it and if it makes you feel fulfilled and motivated to keep trying, if it's giving you any sort of value in your life, self-esteem wise, um, companionship with your teammates, uh, then that should be the reason that you do it. Um, really nothing else should matter. Love it. That, that's so, that's so helpful. That's so motivating. I, I hope somebody does hear that and just takes it in and gets motivated to try out the things that they should. Yeah. Yeah. Even if it's a little scary too, like, you know, sword fighting and throwing yourself through the air can sound intimidating, but, uh, <laughs> but, you know, I feel like the best things in life are the things that are a little scary that make you a little nervous and that push you out of your comfort zone. So anybody listening that, you know, has, has never tried rollerblading and you're a little scared to try it, just do it and you're going to have a blast. I can attest to that. Super <laughs> <fun>. <laughs> um, just, just to point, we do have eight minutes left. So Sean, do you have any questions you want to ask? Um, no, if you could just do a brief explanation of uh, the podcast, Nova Femme, what's it about? Yeah, of course. So uh, one of my dear friends and I, we recently just launched our podcast on Spotify, Nova Femme. So we've got our first two episodes up on there. And it actually, uh, a great segue would be Sona's last question about, you know, women in certain sports or certain areas of life. Um, that's something we address in our podcast. I would describe it as uh, like a feminist manifesto in a way. Um, we really just address, I guess, social injustices re relating women and, you know, sexism in the world. And we wanted to create a safe space for women to voice their opinions and really just share their stories. So on our podcast, we are going to have uh, really influential women that have accomplished a lot in life, uh, in various aspects of life as well. So we're going to be interviewing them. And we're also just going to cover different topics that come up in everyday life uh, from our perspective as women. I love that. I love it. Uh, we are in full support. We do not tolerate any type of discrimination in any way shape or form if you can do a task it does not matter 
you're black, white, male, female, transgender, it doesn't matter. You know, if you can do a job, if you can do a task, if you can do a sport, doesn't matter, you know, what you look like or who you identify as, um, you know, we're, we're the human species, you know, then I think the more that we realize that the more we can put our differences aside and move forward as a species, not um, divided. So we are in full support. Um, Sona, before we wrap up, did you um, want to cover anything else? Yeah, I just wanted to say love it, man. Absolutely. Um, love what you're saying, Crystal. And I wanted to just ask a quick question. Um, what is, just quickly, briefly, what is your next five-year plan? Oh, wow. Okay, that's great. Um, so just, just, you don't have to go into detail. I, I know that's a very, you know, lengthy, detailed question to ask. But Yeah, what is it? Yeah, well, number one is uh, I'm going to marry this guy right over here. Uh, but, Donna? Um, professionally, I couldn't I see which one you're pointing to. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, you're <laughs> <for> that one. <laughs> um, but professionally, you know, I just started uh, my business development path for the IT company. Um, and that's, you know, a commission-based job that I'm excited about. Because mainly uh, I want to push myself and see what I can accomplish without any restrictions of having, you know, quote unquote, a salary or uh, really a boss. I'm going to be my own boss, which is exciting. So between that and doing real estate for the next five years, I'm going to hustle. <laughs> That's my plan. Love it. Love the sound of that. And I know you've accomplished so much already and i can't wait to see what else you do so you have my full support and if you need anything we are here oh thank you so much and uh before sean i let it over to you i want to thank you crystal for taking your time and being on here sharing valuable information your experience and yeah i hope we have you again yeah, very soon thank you thank you for having me Sona, do you know how much time we have left? Just uh... We have about four minutes. Okay. Um, so as always, we like to ask our guests um, and each other, what are, so two questions. One is what would, what is a book or resource you would recommend to someone who wants to just improve their, their life? Yeah, of course. Um, so I really love the book, Be Amazing or Go Home. And that's by Shep Hyken. Um, I love that book because it really talks about how leaders and, you know, successful people are the people that show up 30 minutes early. They're the ones that start their day before everybody else. And it, it's really what makes the difference between having an amazing experience and having a non-memorable experience, whether that comes to relationships business, uh, health and fitness. So I think it can be applied to every aspect of life. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah, that's a good book. Um, second question is what is one actionable tip that people can do to live healthier lives? Yeah, I think that's a really good question too. Um, I know that's be anything in my life. Yeah. Um, I think something that I've done recently that I think has really had an impact on my life personally is 
really focusing on, uh, you know, self-love and compassion for yourself, understanding for yourself too. Um, because I feel like for a lot of people that are highly motivated and they want to, you know, crush any game in life, you know, whether that's at your job, health and fitness relationships, um, I feel like it's easy for people to get burnt out um, just because they want to go, 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 go. Like I can't, I can't rest. I can't do this. I can't, you know, they, they're very hyper-focused on their goals, which is awesome. And that will get you so far. But uh, my one piece of advice would be to allow yourself time to recoup, re-energize and, you know, show yourself a little compassion and love. Um, that's something that I've been trying to do lately. And I think it just makes your, your mental game a lot clearer. And when you're mentally feeling good, then everything else just is that much easier. Yeah. She was talking directly to me on that one. (laughs) (laughs) No, there's so many people, there's so many people like that, you know, hustlers that want to, you know, go, go, go. And I'm definitely uh, definitely going to take that advice as well. So we're just about out of time. So thank you so much, Crystal. And you did an awesome job. And we will <laughs> definitely promote um, Nova Famine. You have our full support. And to everyone listening, uh, thank you so much for joining us. And Sona, do you want to say something real quick? I just wanted to ask Crystal, would you want to share your Instagram for Novafem or anywhere people can reach you? Oh, we yeah. We have about 30 seconds. Gosh, you know, I think it is just Novafem, actually. <laughs> it's pretty unique, but uh, yeah, we can put that, you know, in the handle on here if you want. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. All right, Perfect. We'll put it. Guys. Cool. Yeah, we'll put it in the, um, in the description. And, uh, like always guys thank you so much for listening and we will see you in the next podcast thank you guys guys. all right bye-bye